Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to another exciting and sparkling edition of Thought Police. I'm Mike Graham and you are... Kevin O'Sullivan. And here we are together once again. It's starting to get dark. We're just recording this um, high above the streets of London. Um, and it has to be said, probably, probably one of the worst fucking weeks in history for the Tory party. Fucking um, unbelievable. It's not going well, is it? Unbelievable. Really a terrible week uh, for the Tory party, past and present, because... Yeah. Uh, we'll talk about Rishi and the gang in a little while. Terrible week for him. But uh, Boris Johnson, past Prime Minister, has been on the stand at the Comedy Covid inquiry. Uh, Comedy jo- Covid. Jo- jo- joining the long queue of fucking politicians and uh, medical alleged experts standing, taking the stand and saying, the trouble with the lockdowns is we didn't lock down early enough and we didn't lock down extensively enough. Here's a better idea, you fucking cunts. We shouldn't have locked down at all. Yes, exactly right. But I don't want to ask any of those questions. I saw you doing your impression of that fuckwitted barrister. Oh, yeah. I'm so fed up <laughs> with these barristers Hugo now. Hugo I mean, Keith. Are there any kind of traditional right-wing conservative barristers left? I don't think there are. Every fucking lawyer uh, worth his fag end and charging £5,000 a minute. They're all, they're all fucking lefties. Yeah, look, this fucking inquiry just seems to be uh, inquiring into uh, whether or not next time we could lock down earlier and if we could lock down harder, that would be even better. Yeah. Uh, what the public want, uh, millions of us, is this, an inquiry into whether or not the lockdowns worked at all because I say they fucking didn't. And yeah. there's another thing I'd like to see at this inquiry is... Did the world, including Britain, massively overreact to a virus that didn't kill many people? Yeah. I mean, of course, you won't get that view from the inquiring people because all you'll get from them is the people who say that they lost loved ones and they want to yeah. de- demonstrate outside. And, I mean, uh, we've had lots of, of different opinions on it. But, you know, it's very sad that people have lost lives, but an awful lot of people got COVID and didn't yeah. die. And those are the facts. Yeah. You know, in fact, most people who got COVID didn't die. And I think it's really yeah, that's wrong. The point. And I think it's really wrong to try and blame anybody here because one, nobody really knew what was going on, and two, the fucking mm. shit came from China. Yes. How about we blame fucking China? Well, that's another thing that the fucking inquiry, this the COVID inquiry, an inquiry without a spirit of inquiry, mm. they're not allowed to talk about that, whether or not it was man-made in Wuhan, because Michael Gove tried that a couple yeah. of weeks ago and got slapped down, literally told by Hugo, yes. we're not going there. Yeah. We're not, well, why not, you stupid sod? It's not part of a remit. Yeah, fuck your remit. Your be. remit's ridiculous. Yeah, I know. It absolutely should be. But again... 
It's it's all of the same fucking bullshit. It's all of the same Ramonery, fucking lefty, champagne socialist elite getting on and on uh, Boris Johnson's case mm. because they hate Boris Johnson. Why? Because he made Brexit happen. Mm. And that's why they fucking hate him. It's yeah. mad. Yeah. And uh, the, the, what, what the COVID inquiry is, and by the way, the terms of it, the remit of it was dictated by Baroness Hallett. Yes. Uh, when she was hired in uh, June 21, I think yeah. I'm right in saying. So people say, well, who came up with these rules? It was her. Uh, what this inquiry is, it's an establishment protector. Yeah. It is there to protect Chris Whitty. Uh, uh, Patrick Valance, Boris Johnson, mm. Matt Hancock, Michael, all of them is yeah. there to protect them uh, from what I would suggest is the enormity of their fucking balls up that mm. they made. Uh, it was a fucking cock up. Yeah. They did it all wrong, yeah. and yet the COVID inquiry is merely saying, well, if we'd have only locked down earlier, we'd have been okay. Yeah. No, we fucking right. wouldn't have been. Because also, even as they get to the kind of, um, it's a bit like Keir Starmer, isn't it? Even when they get to a point where, well, maybe it sounds as though we got it all wrong, instead of exploring that, they stick to the script and they go, well, I've got all these questions to ask you, so I'm just going to ask them. Yeah. Instead of having a proper fucking interview process, which we all do every day, yeah. where you don't know what questions you're going to ask, until you start having the conversation, yeah. Yeah. and that's the way to do it. And uh, you get you, know, some, you get you have to you have to follow up. If, if Boris Johnson says, you know, we made some mistakes, then you say, well, which mistakes did you make? Yeah, which is your favourite? They don't mistake. do that. Yeah. You know, they they just and move on to the next question. Well, here's another thing, Mike. Right, this this inquiry, right? By the way, it's already ploughed its way. It's not. It's only a few months old. Mm. It has already ploughed its way through more than a hundred million. Well, because there's thousands of these fucking lawyers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, yeah. there, there are more than a hundred lawyers. Yeah. Uh, not to mention all the other uh, employees, all the legal clerks, uh, the collators, the, the security staff. This is going to cost. This 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 inquiry could easily cost. Uh, one billion pounds. It's like an industry, more. isn't it? Now, now, if you if you take it on board that this inquiry could last till about twenty thirty, could about eight mm. years maybe. Uh, the man in charge of the country throughout the crisis is on the stand for two days mm. out of eight years. Yeah. Don't you think he should have been there a bit well, longer? Well, for four years. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? It's just ridiculous. Mm. Uh, so the whole thing is a colossal waste of money. We're getting conned, and I've spoken to a few experts who have said, "Mark my words, yeah. uh, this will not be the last COVID inquiry because no. it ain't answering any questions." No. And of course, next week we've got Rishi Sunak to look forward to. Yeah, yeah, apparently yeah. he's going to come forward. Yeah. That'll be interesting actually, because he has for now tried to make out that he kind of hatched out of an egg somehow, and became Prime Minister. <laughs> so he had nothing to do with COVID, nothing to do with Boris Johnson. Oh, fucking hell, no, you don't like him. Yeah. You know, the same fucking guy who was Chancellor of the Exchequer throughout the whole thing, who came up with Eat Out to help out, who came up with a fucking furlough scheme, and who, unadvertently, inadvertently, you would hope, allowed fucking billions of pounds worth of fraud to be committed. Yeah, that was the worst thing. Right? And didn't even fucking go back and get it. People formed companies, claimed fucking money, mm -hmm. And nobody billions, bothered to check. Billions, billions. Loads of foreign drivers acclaimed the, 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 the loan, 25 grand loan, and fucked off back to Eastern Europe well, and never to return. Yeah. Uh, well, was, uh, you know, brilliant. You know, I've, I've got a company. 
uh, which you know you probably have as well. Yeah, that's the way we uh, tend to operate. That's yes. how we get paid through my car. Now, uh, my financial advisor said, "Tell you what you want to do." He said this on the QT in the pub because mm. uh, he's my because well, he's my brother. This is that the time? No, yeah. no, yeah, no, no, yeah. He said, he said, what you want to do is uh, you want to claim for uh, COVID assistance. Yeah. He said, he said they're giving out money like confetti. Yeah. He said, I reckon in five days you could have ten thousand quid in your account. Yeah. And I thought, well, I, I don't feel good about that. But but thousands of yeah. people were just well, inventing people, companies. Well, they just invented companies. And not one of those companies was checked because many of them yeah. were literally set up the day before they claimed the money. Yeah, exactly. And then they got the money, shut down the company, uh, and nobody knows where the money goes. It's fucking, and you think, are you that fucking stupid? And is the inquiry going to be looking into this? Probably not. No. Because they don't like to go anywhere that makes it uncomfortable for the politicians and the medical mm. experts who made such a fucking cock-up of right. this shambles of a COVID crisis. Yes. You know, they seem to be patting themselves, yeah, we made a few mistakes, but pretty much we were great. Yeah. No, you, the, were, the, you were shit. Got the big decisions right. Yeah, really? yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. then. Yeah, <laughs> fucking hell. But also, it doesn't matter a fag end, does it? And these people who were outside demonstrating, saying, you know, somebody actually, I heard one of them on the, on the radio yesterday, talking, saying, and the, the interviewer was like, well, what do you want exactly? We want an apology. He was like, well, he's made an apology. Yeah. Oh, yeah, but that wasn't a proper apology. Didn't like that apology. Yeah, yeah. Well, what else do you want? Well, we want to make sure it never happens again. Right. Well, these people are never going to be in charge again, so it's a waste of fucking time. Yeah, you know, but this has become the ritual, hasn't it? Mm. Uh, Gove did it, uh, uh, Johnson did it, uh, Matt Hancock did it. They, uh, yeah, all the politicians go. I'd like to apologise for the mistakes we made and right. to, for the people who don't. I mean, it's a meaningless apology yeah. because they're all doing it. They yeah. all think that's part of the shtick. Right. Well, because just, that, that's how it begins, isn't it? Well, I'll tell you what you're going to do. You're going to go in there. And the first thing you can do is say how sorry you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they're you're not going to admit that it was your fault though, because yeah. that would be wrong. Because uh, the last thing you want is to be sued by somebody yeah. uh, who says, well, he sat in an inquiry and said it was all his fault. Yeah, yeah well, well, I just want to say sorry. I want to apologise because we didn't lock down early enough mm. or extensively enough. Oh, fuck off. Yeah. Fuck off. I know. You shouldn't have locked down at all. There's no evidence that lockdowns were effective. Uh, by the way, eat out to help out. Mm. I thought it was a fucking good idea. I did as well. You got the hospi- hospitality industry up on its feet right. again. And they go, oh, yeah, well, Rishi Sunak, the Chancellor then, he killed millions of people because of this or thousands of no no well look here's the point think about it think about it uh, our death rate is considerably lower yeah. in quite a few countries that didn't have help out right. to eat out. So there's no evidence that help out to eat out did any harm at all. In fact, it was very good for the hospitality. But industry. it's like Brexit. You know, if you don't like it, you say it's all shit and it's all rubbish and it's making Britain the laughing stock of the world. If you believe in it, you understand that it maybe hasn't worked quite as well as it should have done, but actually we're better off without being part of the fucking European Union. You know, same with COVID. If you believe that the reason why loads of people died is because it's the government's fault, then you're never going to change your view, are you? Whereas if you believe that, unfortunately, some people died largely because they were, uh, you know, ridden with comorbidities and they were older or they were in care homes or whatever it was, you know, I'm not sure that they were going to survive a fucking pandemic the like of what COVID was anyway, no matter what the fucking government did. 
That's a whitewash. I've got another whitewash Go for on. you. Uh, they've just come back. I We're allowed to say whitewash. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it might be somehow racist. Oh, sorry, oh, sorry. Yeah. I, I'd like I to apologize for no particular color. I'd like to apologize for that. No. <laughs> uh, uh, no what, so the other whitewash, it just emerged uh, today, just as we were recording this podcast. Uh, the ITV they hired oh, yes. they hired external mm. barristers. So so these barristers, let's get this right. They're getting paid mm. by ITV yes. to investigate Very well. to investigate this morning whether or not yeah. it was uh, uh, Schofield. Yeah, what was did they decide? In them. Well, funny enough, they've completely <laughs> exonerated ITV. Of they have. Turns out. ITV, who have paid these barristers, yeah. uh, didn't do anything wrong. Right. And Carolyn McCall's in the clear, is she? Yeah, they're oh, all in really? the clear. Yeah, see, I was hoping for that, because yeah. it seemed really unfair yeah. uh, that Philip Schofield could be banging, oh, yeah. sorry, um, could be um, having a relationship with <laughs> a young runner, um, and, and they expected everybody to know about it, even though he kept being seen publicly with him, and he took him on a boat once to the fucking awards yeah. ceremony, where he went on stage with him, but amazingly, nobody knew who the kid was. Yeah, so people keep saying... Well, you know, it's not, ITV, it's not their fault because uh, Philip Schofield and his young lover yeah. chose to lie yes. about this affair. Yeah, shocking. So, well, okay, and to be fair, uh, Schofield has admitted he lied mm. when asked about this. Yeah. But, you know, it, it, so ITV basically go to Schofield and said, are you having an inappropriate relationship with this younger mm. member of staff? He goes, no, I'm not. So ITV went, okay, that's good enough for us. Thank you very much. We're out. Out of here. That's mind, like the fucking. Would you mind getting off him while you like, answer the question? That's, that's like me murdering someone, you know, stabbing someone to death, and the police turning up and saying, "Did you stab yeah. that person?" Up? Right. No, I didn't. Well, that's the end of our investigation. Yeah. And who's that in the cupboard? Yeah, exactly. You know, um, this is fucking bullshit. It is. I mean, if people were really that dim. Surely they would never be running companies, you know, because they would walk around literally seeing nothing, hearing nothing, and wondering about yeah. nothing at all. Yeah. Well, this 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 whitewash is so uh, phenomenal that I, they, is that the end of it then? No. Well, they think it is, right. but it, they, they think they've closed the book on it. They've barely opened the fucking mm. cover. Right. All this has done is set up a load more questions. And by the way. This morning's fucked anyway. Yeah. It's just completely toxic now, full of non-entities that mm. nobody likes. Nobody's watching it anymore. Right. So fuck off with your fucking program. You want to whitewash it? Do it. But we're Might not well buying. Shut it down. But nobody's listening to you. Uh, a bit like they're not listening to Rishi Sunak about the migrant. Oh, group. oh my god, well, he's, he's not going to leave alone, is he? I mean, he's going to literally be dragged under one of these boats one day, <laughs> and he'll still be babbling on about stop the boat. Just as he literally fucking drowns in the wake of one of these dinghies yeah. I mean just fucking give it up it's yeah. not happening yeah. I mean I saw a thing last night and I didn't hear anything about it today so I don't know whether it was not bogus or not yeah. but supposedly the uh, Rwandan government have now come out and said look if any of this breaches any international fucking laws we're out yeah. we're not doing it yeah. so, like even, they they're, care that so even they're going actually, well they've already got the money yeah. They've already given 140 million. They've already bought a fleet of fucking Mercedes cars and fucking booked a few holidays in the Caribbean. So don't worry about that. Yeah. But, you know, the point is is that the boats are going to keep coming until they are physically stopped. Yeah. And unless we have the balls to do that, then it's going to go on forever. Well, the f- my favourite aspect of this, this absolute shit show that uh, Sunak has got himself into, <laughs> you know, it, 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 is that it, he could... He could, he could 
cure the problem yeah. by doing what Soil Abroad and Robert Jenrick suggested, which is just leave the ECHR, yeah. the European Convention on Human Rights. But he won't because it's a globalist club and he loves globalist clubs. Yeah. So what he's and doing... And he's worried that his backbenchers yeah, will moan about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, but he's passing laws left, right and centre to circumnavigate the ECHR. And the, my favourite aspect of yeah, this... Yeah, I don't get My favourite aspect of my I love this is the Supreme Court, mm. in their infinite lack of wisdom, ruled that Rwanda isn't necessarily a safe place for migrants and they might get referrals, which means repatriated right. to their it's own... It's a new word, isn't it? They have referrals. R-E-F-U-R-L. Yeah, something like that. Referrals. Anyway, so the Supreme Court said we're not convinced this is a safe place for migrants. Richie, ah! I'll, I'll, I'll show you <laughs> it's going to get MPs to vote right. that it's a safe place what else are you going to do going to vote that the, the, the moon's made of fucking cheese that why you know holiday in Somalia because MPs said it's alright it's fucking yeah. ridiculous I know I mean I personally think it probably is no more fucking dangerous I, than, no, I, than it is in fucking central London I think so I think in fact it's, it's probably safer than London uh, because they're all here Supreme so, Court know, are wrong but yeah. that isn't the point it is what it is I mean most of the fucking um, people who committed war crimes in Rwanda uh, back in the days when the Tutsis and the Hutus were cutting yeah. each other's yeah, arms yeah. off with yeah. machetes they're all working down at Lambeth Library yeah, yeah, yeah. so I mean they're all here there's nobody fucking yeah. there to hurt yeah. them yeah no I think I think I don't I think the Supreme Court's entirely wrong I think Rwanda's a perfectly safe place uh, to send migrants but uh, that isn't what the court ruled Rishi Sunak says right I'll, I'll prove to you that Rwanda's safe I'll get MPs to vote that it's safe yes you can't vote away reality no. it's ridiculous it really is ridiculous but I mean he, he clearly is going to go to the fucking ballots um, convinced that he's done something I mean, even today he was ranting on about how he's managed to fucking stop some of the boats they're down by a third claims Rishi yeah. but nobody's fucking noticing that because there's so many people here already that it doesn't give the impression that there's fear of them coming yeah, yeah. You know, it's just like the place is full of fucking migrants yeah and then, so he, when he gave that press conference uh, about his new plan B about yeah. Rwanda and all the legislation he actually number 10 down the street he actually stood in front of a lectern emblazoned with his favourite slogan stop the boats can't help noticing uh, Rishi that you haven't stopped the <laughs> fucking boats right but he's obviously convinced himself that he has so he living that I don't know, I don't know. cloud cuckoo land I mean, for the what? rest of his time which won't be much longer yeah. I don't think he, do you know what he reminds me of you know you've seen that with the holy Gr- Monty Python yeah, uh, yeah. when John pleased yeah. the night you know the black knight I'm fighting you yeah, chops yeah. his arm off right I'll use my other arm chops his arm off come legs. on come on I'll bite your legs off yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know he, he's just getting more and more desperate right. by the day and, and even, and even if it did work it's literally a tiny smidgen of the numbers that are coming in on a fucking weekly basis. And in fact, it wouldn't even carry... I think it's all about 500, even if it goes up to a few thousand. It's literally less than a week's worth. It's less than a week's worth. It's hundreds at best. They think probably 200. So when they say it's a deterrent, if you come across in a boat, you might end up in Rwanda. Most uh, migrants will say, wait, there's 175,000 asylum seekers in Britain, you know, 60,000 coming across the channel, uh, a million uh, legal migrants coming in, and uh, maybe 200 people might get sent to Rwanda. Mm. Do you know what? I'll take my chances. It's not much of a fucking deterrent. No, of course it isn't. And if you get in, you're very unlikely to get kicked out. 
because nobody knows who you are, nobody knows where you are, mm. you can fucking wander about at will, get a job, don't get a job, you know, join a fucking gang, start mm. selling cocaine, get a fucking uh, bike and start delivering food, yeah, yeah, do whatever yeah. you like, nobody's yeah. going to fucking stop you. Do you know what's really funny as well, is of course Suella Braverman, the former homosexual, yeah. became a massive thorn in Rishi's side, so... She, so what he did at an early stage of her tenure as home secretary, he said, I need a safe pair of hands, mm. someone loyal to keep an eye on her. That was uh, Robert Jenrick, <laughs> the immigration minister, who basically said, yeah, I'll do that, Rishi. He goes yeah. over, starts chatting to Suella, and, Suella, and he, he concludes, you know what, she's right. Mm. Sunak's talking yeah. bollocks. So he dramatically resigns yeah. and becomes even more of a thorn in Rishi's yes. side. But so far, as we record this the day after, he hasn't actually caused anybody else to resign. But that could change yeah. quite quickly, couldn't it? We yeah. should see. Well, I'll tell you what I was hoping, was it when we heard that he was going to have a press conference uh, the morning after Jenrick resigned because he didn't believe that Plan B would work, I thought it would be funny if Rishi stood up and said, well, um, I don't think it'll work either, so I'm here to resign. Yes. I mean, <laughs> he might as well fucking resign because he's got fucking no chance in hell of actually winning. Why don't they just have another leadership battle? Because they the might Tor- as well. The Tories have just turned into a fucking joke. Well, team. it is. We might as well have a laugh. It's a fucking ludicrous notion, isn't it? Yeah. Um, let's talk about Prince Harry. He's back in the news this <laughs> week. A um, couple of things. One... Um, <laughs> <laughs> he now wants a fucking judicial review of this decision that's already been yeah, taken. Yeah. So he's wasting even more of his own money and ours by having yet another ours, court yeah. case. Because we have to defend it. The government has to defend it, which means we have to pay for the lawyers. Again, thousands of pounds a day. Uh, because he says that the UK is my home, but I was forced to step back because he was frightened. He didn't think it was safe for him yeah. and his family. And that's why he can't live here. Oh, um, he basically says that he had no option but to leave the country in 2020. Um, it was with great sadness for both of us option. that my wife and I felt forced to step back and leave the country. Mm. Where He then goes to one of the most dangerous countries in the world where he can be shot dead <laughs> any given fucking hour <laughs> of any given yeah. day. Most, the most privately owned guns on the face yeah. of the planet. He, seems to think he thinks that, that's safer. Yeah, he says, I cannot put my wife in danger like that. And given my experiences in life, mm. I'm reluctant to unnecessarily put myself in harm's yeah. way. So, so he expects... That's British... why he wrote about killing the Taliban, yeah, didn't he? Fuck it, man. Huh? Yeah, exactly. He expects the British taxpayer to uh, pay for armed police guards yes. when he comes to this country. And he said, uh, if I don't get this, then uh, I won't be able to come to the country again. Well, OK, don't then. Yeah, fine. That's OK with us. So we fucking are. Yeah. Nobody cares. That's OK with uh, us. But, but, but it's just ridiculous. It's costing us a fortune... And I don't believe it's really about security. No. It's about status. Yeah. His basic case is, well, if my dad gets it and uh, William gets it, what are the royal protection? Why don't I? Yes. Status. He doesn't like the fact that he says he's treated differently and unfairly. But, you know, he's a fucking sport rotten little twat, he's isn't he? At the end of the he's day. He's a prick on a fucking... Olympic scale, he really is. Now, here's a story I wanted to ask you about, because I thought you might have a couple of stories about Anne Robinson. See that story today in The Sun about mm-hmm. Anne Robinson? Yeah, uh, dating going out Andrew with Parker uh, Bowles, pa- a Parker Age Bowles. 79. Wow. Is that how old Anne is? Now? Yeah, she's 79. Oh, yeah, she was quite a, um, a, a fun woman to be around. I remember when she worked for the... She did a comedy express for a while mm. um, when I was working there. And she was great fun. And she was married to Charlie Wilson, the Times editor. And then latterly... Um, the other guy um, who ended up getting cancer. Oh, John Penfold. John Penfold, yeah. Who was the uh, 
features editor of the Mirror. Yeah, yes. she was a great Fleet Street character. Didn't he of. become a bit of a TV figure as well? Uh, well, he he managed her. Yes, he managed her very successfully. Because I knew some people, the Pagavis, David Pagavi and his wife, who were good friends with them. So they used to come to New York quite a lot. And apparently, she was one of the first people in Britain to have a massive fucking swimming pool installed in her house. That would be out. You know, um, and she made a lot. She made. She's one of the first sort of multi-millionaire television presenters. Yeah, because she, she, she's uh, she's very um, formidable woman. I yes. Know. Uh, I've known her over the years. I, I was actually, I worked at the Mirror Group while she was still one of their star players. Yeah, right. Uh, I had to go and get some, in those days you used to have cuttings, so you went to the library yes. uh, to go through people's history so you knew what you were talking about when you interviewed them or whatever. So I can't remember. Well, what you mean what... actual research that you used to do? Well, yeah. well, people don't do that now. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. They literally do fuck all. Well, you go to the library, right, and quite often, so I, I don't know, for example, I was looking for... Um, cuts on oh, fucking Prince Charles or yeah. something uh, and uh, so it's quite often they said no no they're, they're out to, to someone else has taken them yeah. out so they're out to uh, Anne Robinson and so I had to go and find her and yeah. said can I have my cut can I have the cuts of King Charles or, or Prince Charles it, it, it got something like not until I've finished <laughs> So I was like a young reporter yes. getting like really put in my place by the Queen of the yes. Mirror. And then I was on, I did Celebrity, uh, uh, no, Fleet Street Columnist. Um, oh, yes, I remember week, that. The Weakest Link. Yes. And uh, they always like to, so they do this thing where she goes around all the contestants mm. and comes up with something to embarrass them. Right. So, um, so it was my turn. She's Kevin Sullivan. I suggest sound nice. Welcome to the show. I said, yeah, thank you. She said, no, you write a, shall we say, an acerbic TV column for the Sunday mm. Mirror, don't you? Who did you write this about? And it said something like, you know, some red-headed dwarf <laughs> <laughs> bitch fucker. <laughs> Useless <Right>. crap. <laughs> I said, oh, I don't know. She said, it was me. Yeah. <laughs> but the great thing about women like her, though, is that she, she fuck. She had a good she sense of like, she, Yeah, because she was just like, you know what? I like Ola. I'm making a lot of fucking money. You can write whatever you like about yeah, me. And yeah, that's what it used to totally be like. Totally right. I like yeah. Ola. She's yeah, I think right, she was yeah. good stuff. Let's talk about somebody who doesn't have a fucking sense of humor. How about Jürgen Klopp? Have you seen that fucking <laughs> clip where old Klopp goes uh, fucking insanely mad because one of the... Sky Pundits, I think it was, took the piss out of the early kickoff thing and said, oh, I see you've got one of those... He doesn't uh, like this time of year yeah. uh, because Liverpool always have this kind of really packed fixture list. Yeah, well, so, so does everybody else. But he does always, everybody? every year, clock in the middle of December, says something about, we've got to do something about the festive fixture list yeah. because the big clubs in particular were snowed under, I haven't mm. got the la-la-la. So the commentator goes, uh, or the interviewer guy on Sky, wasn't it? Said, yeah. uh, well, here we are then, uh, at your favourite time of year, yes. with, a, with a busy fixture list ahead. Rather than saying, oh, God, tell me yeah, about yeah. it. Oh, God, you've got to make jokes about yeah. it. You know, then he stormed then off. Then he stormed off. Fucking twat. I mean, I've always, thought, himself so seriously. I've always thought Klopp was a bit of a sort of narcissist. You know, it's all very well when things are going well, but things haven't been going that well. Um, and now suddenly he's Mr. Grumpy yeah. and he gets more and more grumpy with every fucking week that passes which is quite funny well, but the football's been good this week because cool. I, I see your lot won 5 nothing. were oh, you there? oh man yeah I was yeah yeah. That must, uh, was the last time you saw Fulham beat anybody 5 nil. Uh well I was trying to go through my mind I've seen a few great days there one was 
few years back we beat Luton 7-1 at the end of a season in the Championship when we were getting promoted, so that was a great night. But uh, against Notts Forest, you know, traipsing down the uh, towpath of the Thames on a Wednesday night, freezing fucking cold. Yeah. I'm thinking, yeah, I, th- I put on Twitter, you know why I'm doing this? It's my duty. <laughs> you know, you feel like that about your club. I was really fucked. I go, what am I doing? I got to get there. And the reason you go to 500 games in a row and they're all shit yeah. is that once in a blue moon you get a game like we had against Knott's Forest. We were fucking amazing. Yeah. Um, we'd have beaten Real Madrid. Yeah. Later. We were fucking amazing. Well, what about Aston Villa beating Manchester City? I know. Well, at my City, that's another one, City are in trouble. They need to get De Bruyne back and they need to get him back fast. Yeah. Um, he's injured though, isn't he? Yeah, uh, yeah, quite, yeah, he's been, yeah that's their, half their problem. Yeah, yeah. Won't be back till the new year and mm. it's really hurting them. Did you see um, uh, Erling Haaland's face? I did. When he was shouting. I saw, well, I saw that famous like picture. sea monster. He does look quite scary, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, but I mean, I missed the old context of the argument. All I saw was this picture, which was everywhere, mm. of him just fucking doing his nut. I'll tell you what it was. was he, he, you know, he doesn't get enough credit. He's a good distributor of the ball, yeah. as well as being an amazing goal scorer. He got the ball out on about the halfway line, uh, did a swivel and mm. just put through a slide rule pass, yeah. as they say, straight in front of Jack Grealish. There's only two minutes mm. to go. Jack Grealish had a complete uh, run at goal, a direct line at goal, mm. and the referee called him back for a foul that, had happened, that he should have played advantage yeah. for. So uh, Harland, tough, Harland was furious. The advantage wasn't played on his brilliant pass. Yeah. Uh, but his face, when he was having a go at the fucking uh, referee, you think the referee had just killed his mum or something? Jesus, blimey. Fucking unbelievable. Yeah, but I mean, does that mean that their money has finally proven to be not enough? Because there are still things that they haven't done, right? What, what, what do you mean? Manchester City, I mean, you know. Oh, yeah, well, there's, a, there's another... I mean, the big problem with Manchester City is, you know, like Everton had 10 points yes. taken off them for financial impropriety. Yeah. Well, allegedly, there are charges uh, in the works against Man City mm. that make Everton look like a walk in the fucking really? park. Really? And that's just so in this they country. are they are looking at... So it's not about, um, you know, the international rules. It's about the Premier League rules. Yeah, yeah. And also, yeah, it's all financial impropriety. Fucking hell. Uh, but anyway, uh, what else is going on? Well, um... What else should we talk about? The BBC, I suppose. Oh, it's it's fucking hell, good one, um, yeah. And the BBC, unfortunately, uh, have got a um, uh, another PR problem because one of their presenters gave the finger ah. uh, to, obviously, their crew in, in, the, in the gallery, not realising they were fucking on the air. I mean, we've all done daft stuff that has, we've somehow got away with, but I've never actually done that. Well, look, I mean, sometimes... Just before you go on there, you know, you make a joke. Or yeah, you or you're literally trying pull to fix a face something. Or you're going, something. For fuck's sake! Yeah, or you, or, you right. pull, or you pull a face for a laugh yeah. or something. And uh, this woman, Mir- Miriam something, or Mariam something, yeah. or other was her name. So she <laughs> gave the camera the finger. She's clearly, clearly the direct, director shouted in her ear, You're on air! Right. And she fucked the finger goes down and she looked traumatised. Yeah. No, she, because she's given an explanation that she was having a laugh with the, the yeah, people yeah. counting <laughs> her down, right? And because they, they were counting her down, um, she got, <laughs> got to one and she just went like that. 
But I mean, it's a bit dangerous. It's a bit close to the I zero. Do one, yeah, you know? yeah. So yeah, she got caught out. But the main BBC story is, of course, that the fucking license fee is going is going up from one hundred and fifty nine quid to a uh, hundred and sixty nine pound fifty. Right. The original proposal was that it would go up to one hundred and seventy three pound thirty. Where do they get these numbers from? I don't know. The, anyway, that's what they've settled on. That's what the Tories have allowed the BBC to put the licence fee up by about 10 quid to £169.50. And frankly, what for? Yes. What for? I mean, I mean the good news though for you, uh, and I was going to tell you about this earlier in the week, uh, apparently there's a chance that our good mate Attenborough's programmes will get axed. <laughs> Because <laughs> apparently they're too expensive. Fucking they cost about though, seven yeah. or eight million a time. Yeah. Because, you know, the blue planet, yeah. fucking green planet, yeah. planet Earth, you know, the yeah. fucking black planet, yeah. whatever the fuck it is, the white planet. Yeah. I mean, you know. Is, is some snakes He's 97 beach. years old, right? He shouldn't be fucking working. Yeah. Should he? Yeah, well, I mean, hats off to him. And, you know, <coughs> I, I've never. I, like, people love his programmes, you know, so. All power to his elbow. They never really appealed to me that much. Just a bunch of fucking animals all over the planet. I mean, people go, oh, but it's such great photography. Well, get somebody else to fucking narrate it then. Uh, he doesn't have to do it. Uh, you know, I mean, as I've said before. So they're going to ax them. Well, there's a chance because they've got to save all this money that the place to save the money is the cost of, of very expensive programmes. Yeah. You know, I don't think there's any reason why Netflix or somebody couldn't make those fucking programmes. It's absolutely fucking ridiculous. Yeah, uh, but, uh, but 10 quid, 10 quid, that's a lot of money for a lot of people, isn't it? Yeah. I'll tell you what we're going to finish off up on, and it's Jerry Barton. Have you seen Jerry oh, Barton? Oh, yeah, he does. He's sick of listening to yeah. women talk about fo- yeah. men's football. He's a physically a completely different planet. Uh, he says, but to be fair, he said, look, I like women's football. It's really entertaining um, and it's good to watch. Technically and tactically, it's not that much different. Um, but he says, physically, it's a completely different it's a different game. And yeah. until you can experience that, you cannot say what you would have done in said position at said time. He's getting the predictable fucking pelters from all the women's football lovers who are saying he's a misogynist and he's a right winger and he's a bastard and all of that. All of those things may be true. But, you know, you can't say it, can you? You just can't say, actually, I don't really... I mean, he's even said he likes watching it. But but it's not the fucking same. Yeah, I mean, and I think he's just being careful there. The truth is, you know, as you know, I'm a big football fan. I I love blokes football. Yeah. Uh, You know, and and I've got nothing against women's football. Do do I like watching... No, but again... Not really. But again, it's not Not even so much women's football that's the problem. It's the people who make out that they love it and that you have to love it as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember when Graham Souness described a game, I think it was a Liverpool game, uh, as a real men's game. Um, because it was a real hard fucking, you know, nasty, vitriolic, fucking hard tackling yeah. game. Very entertaining to yeah. watch. He nearly fucking lost his job at Sky as a result of saying it was a men's game. Yeah, I mean, and actually there's no greater praise uh, because the problem with the women's game is it's nothing like the men's no. game. I mean, sure, you've got passing, you've got uh, tactics, uh, you've got shooting, etc. etc. But it's all... But it's a bit like sort of like uh, you know. It's a bit polite. It's it? a bit like watching Usain Bolt do the hundred meters in nine seconds, and yeah. then you go, "It's the women now; they're going to do it a lot slower." <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, seriously. Like 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 um, uh, men's tennis. You mm. know, you've just seen a five seller fucking powerhouse tennis. Oh, it's a couple of women now. They're going to be doing it for three sets, yeah. and it'll be much slower and much weaker. Yeah. You know, it's nothing against women's sport, but it's just, there's no point in making it out as good as men's sport. It's not the same. Is it? Yeah. Not in fo- not in physical, you know, strength. And I football. don't find, put it this way. I don't find women's football nearly as entertaining yeah. as men. Well, Joe Barton does, and he's still in trouble. But there we are. Anyway, that's the end of that. Uh, We'll be back next week uh, with more from uh, the Tales of the Dark Side. In the meantime, go fuck yourself. Yeah, fuck off. You can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.